Flynn. Ali, what's good? Oh, ladies, well gone. We're here, we're here, man. Top of the morning. Um, welcome to Motivation Mondays, ladies and gentlemen. Like we just said, Max just told everyone we're live on YouTube right now. So feel free. You can watch it on IG. You can watch it on YouTube live. We ask that everyone engages as soon as you come in there. Click the like button. Um, Shares truly, MC Emo, Voice of the Culture. Junior Afori from AlphaCoin. Max, speaker as always. And we're going to get into episode 27. This is our two-year anniversary episode. Um, we did a video last night. We're going to be doing a giveaway, but we'll talk about that. In a few, but how was you guys' weekend, my brothers? Start with Mr. Max. <laughs> Days go by so fast, you can't even keep track of it. I mean, we had a long day from Friday night. A lot of traffic in the city. Productive weekend, as always. I uh, tried to get some rest on a Sunday. And just staying on top of things, getting a few things looked together before the summer rolls out. Good, good, good. For real, I could, I could attest to that. Just... Uh, it's making things happen. A lot of momentum rolling on our end. Um, obviously, second quarter started off very, very strong. So we're just excited and anticipating a lot of growth. And a lot actually, of actually, yeah, I, I like the quarter basis because I've been having a good. My first quarter went good. Second yeah. quarter starting off good. Jeez. So we're trying to hold the momentum on, you know, <laughs> to, to last to win the game. But um, yes, we are here. I'm happy to have you, my brother. We were in your your space over the weekend. I had a shoot. Um, as we have an event that's coming out, we'll talk a little bit about that. The end will say the best for last. Okay. But um, welcome to Motivation Mondays. You, um, you know, you've been motivating the people as well too, man. You've been coming with your your Alpha Pack talks and and you know just getting things going. But um, it's glad to have you here in the studio. But do me a favor, introduce yourself to the people. Let them know just in case nobody knows who you are, or to the people who do know you are. Please introduce yourself, and we'll get right into the conversation. Uh, my name is Junior Ofori from AlphaCoin. Um, I'm the CEO and founder of AlphaPack Financial. Uh, what we currently do, we're in financial tech. So we have a loyalty points program that's specifically catered to smaller businesses. Uh, we really want to help small businesses grow. That's kind of our niche. That's our, our vision, our goal. And that's essentially what I do. Yeah. So in the last two years, it doesn't seem like you slowed down already. The pandemic hit and you just... Took off and here we are right now with the Alpha Pack headquarters. Let's talk about the process. Um, you becoming who you are right now because it can, you know we we've been through a lot of stuff. Uh, network marketing, ACN. We we did it all, man. We we went we went into the crazy grind. We're just trying Duchess. to make it happen. Yeah. But um, here we are right now. But you've always been this entrepreneur. Yeah. You've always wanted to work for yourself. That's what I've noticed about you. Yeah. Um, was that something that's just been installed to you to while you were a kid or? Um, yeah, like my parents all had their, their little side hustles. Like my, my dad's really like, he has a radio station, so he's in, he's in the media space and my mom's always kind of done her thing in agriculture. So seeing them always find ways to make extra income always had me thinking like, oh, you know what? There's, there's always a way to make more money. And it had me always thinking that you have to have something else. You can't just work and just be okay with that. Cause I saw my parents literally save up money from their side hustles to be able to buy their first home. It wasn't their jobs that got them that. It was the side hustle, that extra, you know what I mean, $6,000 every two weeks that came in from whatever they were doing, and they would save that whole thing to buy their house. So me seeing that at a younger age, I just knew that that was the way to go. Our parents also are different. Max, I want to talk to the part of where our mentors and our parents could be influential. So I know we're not parents yet, but you know we will be in the future by the grace of God. But we have some young parents that are in our life right now. And why is it so important for us to to teach our kids? Because like you said, you were watching that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people don't understand how easy it is to pick up of how influential we are. And even to our siblings, because we all have younger siblings. Yeah, yeah. But you know the, the the power of influence, it can it can play a big factor in our roles, kids, siblings. And, and um, into how we want to do things and it'll determine us whether, you know, if I see something I like that my parents are doing or I could take something, because not everything we picked up from my parents. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. We the good things, things we, you know what I mean? But the, good morning, my brother, but um, the, the good things, the power of influence. Well, like you said, you know, people are always watching. You never know who you're influencing, especially when you're young. That's all kids do, right? They're, they're coming to this world with a blank slate of mind and just looking for answers. And that's what you got to mimic, right? You like to mirror play, I should say, like see what others do. And that could be inspiring, right? So you just always make sure that what you're doing, even behind closed doors, that 
that you're actually influencing somebody, especially if you have a child, because they just look at you like you're literally like their superhero. We always talk about the own superhero, but at a moment in a child's life, they just look at their parents as everything. Hmm. So everything that you do has to reflect as who do you want your kids to be, or who do you want your kids to see you be, right? So I think that's so important. So we always talk about never underestimate the power of influence. You never know whose life you could change. Facts, sure. facts. And our, our platform, right? We, un, we, 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 we educate people on self-purpose, passion, and finances. I want to get into the self part. Mm-hmm. Was it a uh, place, I feel like everybody had that one job that kind of just said, all right, this is it. I, I'm not doing this no more. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to bet on myself and, and worry about me. But I want to get into when you understood who you were and that like, yo, because ever since I known you, I ain't going to lie, we were, we've been doing it all. Every grind mode I've known yeah, you. Yeah. I'm not surprised where you are right now. So was that a job? Was there a particular time in life when an incident happened that you're like, all right, you know what? The entrepreneur route is the, the route for me. Well, there, there's actually a few instances. So um, I signed up in, in a company called ACN in 2010. Uh, I, I did that company my first year. I was, uh, I was 19. I didn't make no money in that company. My second year, I started to do really, really well. I made my first six figures that year. The, the year after that, I did really well. The year after that, I lost everything. Mm. So I literally had, went from hero and went broke. Like, so I had- the worst feeling. Oh yeah, That's it's tough, you it's know, tough. I hear this Don't remind me. <laughs> the worst thing in life is not to be broke. The worst thing in life is to take some success and going back to being a oh, body. Man. That's tough, That's tough. I, I remember there was, there was one experience where I was working at a place called Ingram Micro. It was a logistics center and there was a guy that was like, yo, I know you. You're the, the junior kid from ACN. And I had like the Audi and the Beamer and all that. I was like, yeah. He's like, yo, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and then it hit. Right? It hit. Like, yeah. wow, I was really a guy like 60 days ago, you know? Yeah. And, it, and it really put it, put it into my perspective, like, you know, just humility. Mm. At that time, even reading the Bible, I had to really understand, like, wow, like how humble Jesus had had to be because he was the person that created this whole thing. He was part of the the group that created this and now he has to be amongst them and they don't even fully understand who he is. So I had to live that and it, it actually brought me closer to spirituality. It got, got me closer to God at that time because losing it all was rough. I got into a slum for like three years. I couldn't get out of it. I just thought it was me. And then, um, then it just hit one day and things started to, to work. And when it did start to work, I actually got mad at myself because I'm like, wow, I could have fixed this. Like, I know, and you really, years, trust me, that, that, that feeling is one of those. I was like, I was just wasting all this time just being sorry for myself mm. and becoming a victim of circumstance. Mm. And I was just over it. And the moment I said, you know what, enough is enough, then things started to change. And the moment it was not about other people, because at that time, to know that you were the reason why a lot of people were successful mm. and to see them still successful, you're sitting there like, wow, like, why isn't it happening for me? When, when you just stop doing the things that got you there in the first place, I stopped motivating. I stopped growing. I stopped believing in myself. I stopped taking risks. That's why I was staggered. Now, there's one thing I love that you talk about, Max, when you dig into that, is the battle with you. Sometimes people feel like they're fighting this other battle with other people, people in their life. But one thing I like, you took accountability because that it, it may take long. Sometimes I feel like these things need to happen to you so you understand your true self, you know, and, and it's the battle within, like that battle within your mind. And that's why we love this platform because we talk about you versus you. Mm-hmm. There's any issues, only you can fix it. So I, I want to talk about why that's so important and it may take a while. Like you said, it took three years for you to get out of the slum. Mm-hmm. And then, Max, I don't know if there's things like when somebody's going through that, let's say you've lost money or I was talking to one of my boys last week and he had some money in the stocks was doing real good and literally lost it all, lost half and he didn't know what to do. Yeah. And it's like, in those moments, what are the best things to do? Because life hits you hard. Yeah. It's so easy for you to be like, oh, uh, go take a walk. But in all reality, is, you don't even have time to think like that. But what are some of the like psycho... Psych, um, Guys, uh, sorry, sorry. I think we're getting the echo feedback. Can you just... The Instagram family said you're hearing the echo. So okay, my AirPods is live. Let's see what's going on. Sorry, YouTube world. Guys on Instagram, really appreciate our YouTube. We don't have these problems on YouTube. Once again, it's only on Instagram. <laughs> Work with us. Can we get the link in the 
in the comments. The link in the comments. How we know, guys? Let me get a thumbs up if the acorn stop. Well, you know what? I know we're good now. Because as, as I fun- hear it on my AirPods. It's funny. With your point, I, I even have a shout out for for somebody that actually. And shout out to everybody, man. Everyone's showing you some love right here. I got the Black-Owned Canada, the Future Shocks, Shock Metaverse, uh, Chanel. Vanessa, what's up? Bossy, Katie, a lot of people tuning. Kisa, what's up? Good morning to all you guys. I think we're still getting the echo. Guys, YouTube. Okay, okay, so everyone head to our YouTube right now. I don't get why I don't This is a deep it. conversation. You guys do not want to miss it. We're going to talk about the steps of coming out of slums, specifically this topic that we're talking about right here. So in the bless you. In the meantime, between time, apple juice is that an inside joke? Alright. Oh, that's my boy from high school. His actual his name is Apple. Okay, okay, okay. Apple juice. AJ, say less. Okay, I think we're good now. Feedback if you're good. But we put the YouTube link. Yeah, so that means we gotta do we gotta do two AirPods now. That's how it has to be. Okay, she put the hand up. Okay, we're good now. I think it can't be underneath each other. Yeah. One of the two. Okay, we're good. But still head to our YouTube right now. Um, click the link in our bio. Like Max just said, we have none of these issues. This is a deep, deep, deep conversation. Um, I know some people may be at work or maybe driving, so you got to do it on the IG Live. Um, oh, someone said the echo doesn't. Okay, we're good. We're good. All right, let's get back to it. We were talking about the economy. Coming out of the slum in yes. the place. And uh, I'm going to add, he touched on it, humility, like the humbleness, like the, because, you know, when you go through dark times, you feel like you deserve to be back exactly where you are, right? And most people don't have the humility to say, this is where I am, and this is where exactly where I need to be, but take the step, you know? And the step might not be glory. It might not be something that you feel like something so meaningful, Right, so it just could be as little as even getting the job, getting the regular job, right? Because yeah. the thing, because the thing about people is like, quote unquote, falling off. You talk about six figures and the mm-hmm. Audi is like, they feel like they need to go back to exactly that place. Yeah. So when people have da- da- bad times and down times, they they don't they don't have it within themselves to say, you know what? Maybe I have to go pick up a nine to five. It's the only way I could get back to where I was. You know, when things go wrong, you got to be true to yourself. Mm. It's to get back to exactly who you were and how, how you were before. And you talked mm. about discipline, the things that you were doing before, and that's the only way. Because we think we're above situations, you know? Mm. Humans are funny. That you all think we're better than the average. <laughs> and you ask anybody, and, be, you know, why is how can we all be better than average? That wouldn't be no average, right? <laughs> But that's how we look at ourselves, which makes total sense. I mean, feel good about yourself, right? But the thing... That is these these kind of mindset, these kind of attitude. They need to be uh, have more or want more. Is what's always putting us in the wrong situation. That the fact that yo we gotta accept it. Mm-hmm. Like you know, there's this analogy that talks about. Um, this is from Jordan Peterson when he's when he mentioned about going to the gym. Mm-hmm. You're not just gonna go loaded up four plates. You gotta realize that I'm not where I needs to be. This is my first day. And even if it means not putting plate on it, I'm not gonna pick up four plate and smash my head mm, in wow. half. But really like this is all I could do if it's just the bar alone, but eventually I'll work towards those four plates. So that's kinda like how when we talk about uh, being in a dark place, coming out of it, having the humility like, you know what? My life is in shambles right now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> There's nothing that I, could, I can't do, but maybe it's just as little as getting my act together at home, waking up early, doing the things that I know I need to do, the little things no, to eventually yes. get you there. That's true. <coughs> Can I add something to that? Just a, just a shout out to great associations because when I think about what actually got me out of that situation, it's and I'm, and I'm going to shout out somebody specifically, Bong from Bong E&T. Um, Family. Our, our brother Bong, I remember at that time, he really spoke life into me. Like, really, at that time, I was like down and out. And he was like, no, like, this is how you take an L. And this is how you deal with taking an L. This guy literally had to sit me down and teach me how to take an L. And how to come out of it gracefully. And through those steps, I was like, I could see the light. 
And if you don't have people around you, like somebody like a Francois Rudder at that time, my mentor, Mr. Ooh, Michael. Yeah. Shout out to Francois. Man. Yeah. So even having those type of people that could speak life into you and show you different things that are going on in the market for your brain to start going again as to, wow, there is money out here. There is something I can do. There is a way I can bring value. And they consistently tell you the things that like Mike, my mentor, crazy. He's the type of person that will tell you where you're wrong all the time. Like, Mike will never say yes. If Mike tells me yes, I know I have something. I know I have something. The moment he'll be like, you know what? I like that. That's how critical he is. Everything I'll tell him, he'll be like, no, that's not going to work. And to have people like that to hold you accountable, even when it's uncomfortable, when you're already in a down place, I need that. It's important. You need those people always in your corner to wake you up and say, hey, you're more than that. You know, because yeah. we always, you know, you know, we all love the mother's love, you know, but you know how the father's love comes as stern. It's like, you yeah. got to do this, that whole responsibility, you know, it's like, it's like the people, when things go wrong, they bring your cookie and say, no, it's okay. And then you feel like it's okay. Sometimes that's good in the moment for you to feel better about yourself. Yeah. But long term, you got to wake up, take full responsibility for exactly what happened to you. It's not your circumstance or situation that determines who you are. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to say, um, was it one of those situations where it was through the company you lost money or was it just like an investment? We don't have to go too crazy into it. We, we could get into it. So at, at that time, there was another company that was emerging and a lot of my top guys had left my organization to go to that company. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily know that move was about to happen. Mm-hmm. And when that move happened, it happened quick. And it was like, it was, we were here, we were good, we were rising. And overnight, I lost like 50% of my organization. And then it was like dying slow. And then I lost another 25. And these weren't your average guys. Like these are guys that are good. Like if you look at where these guys are now, they're very successful. So it hurt me at that time. And even trying to build back when you had so much expenses and Mm, so much mm. was was tough. Because now there's that mental thing of, oh, wow, like I'm losing things and I'm trying to repair it as it's falling. So those ones, they get, it gets sticky, those ones, when yeah. things are going left and you're trying to repair it. It's like, I guess that's where the, the level of focus needs to come in. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when you're, I, I heard this saying when like, you can't just catch two rabbits at the same time. Yeah. Literally, it's impossible. Yeah. You know, you got to focus and laser in. And, and when we don't focus, sometimes it's easy to get lost. And so many distractions can come. And it just comes like your world is just on fire. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I, I, I understand. That. I've been there. So it, it's Multi- crazy. Multitasking when things go wrong is not a good thing. When things go wrong, they go wrong fast. We all talked about how easy it is to uh, destroy something, destruct something, and how, how long mm-hmm. it takes to build it. Like, mm-hmm. like you just said, overnight, you lost 50% of your, of your group. But... You did not get them together overnight, oh, and, you know. No. What I mean? and, and that's what we talk about. You know, earlier you talk about the entrepreneurship. I want you to get in the grind because entrepreneurship seems cool. I know we have a Mr. Entrepreneur here. He's talking about <laughs> million dollar lease, twelve thousand. You heard a little story <laughs> of ANC. You know, people make excuses say it was the business was not you. Talk about the nitty gritty because now entrepreneurship has become like quote unquote a new fab. Everybody wants to do. Yeah, no. The un- dark side. <laughs> uh, entrepreneurship honestly is not for everybody, and people need to understand. There is different levels of entrepreneurs. There is somebody who's self-employed. There's somebody who is uh, a business owner, and there's a difference between an entrepreneur and a business owner, and there's a difference between a uh, solopreneur and so on and so forth. First thing, if you're if you're self-employed, that means you're the boss of you, so you can go out and you can create a little hustle that you work and you've technically created a job for yourself that you control. So if I have like a little clinic or if I have a barbershop and I'm the one cutting it, then I'm a solopreneur or I'm a I'm self-employed. Then you have... Hold up, before you jump into that, let's talk about pros and cons with that because that might sound like ideal for people. I just want... People might pick this up Yeah, say this is something I want to do. Oh, okay. Can you talk about the pros and cons with that what you just mentioned? So the pros and cons is you, you technically haven't leveraged your time. So you have to be the business or you have to be you just you just technically created a better paying job for yourself. And honestly, for some people with a certain type of skill, it works for them. If I'm a barber and I'm like, okay, I don't want to pay for my chair or do this and I want to kind of do it in my own space and, you know, keep all that money for me and that extra, you know, uh, $1,500 a month that you could have been paying for a chair. Now you're just paying for your own thing. Maybe that works for you. But 
there's also a con side of that that you know you, you haven't leveraged your time so you're technically still working for your time mm. then you have somebody who's a business owner a business owner is somebody who takes a system and operates it and takes it to another level whether that would be an acquisition entrepreneur or that would be somebody who buys a franchise somebody who buys a mcdonald's isn't an entrepreneur they didn't create the McDonald's system. Mm -hmm. They just technically work in the McDonald's system that was created for them, and they just have to follow it very well. Certain small things that they do in terms of execution will help them later on, but that doesn't make them an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur is somebody that not only created the idea, puts together the team, and puts together the system, which is something that is unknown. It's unknown, it's unknown territory. They have to find what system best suits their business. Maybe they need a sales team. Maybe they need to do better with their, their online process. These are all things that you have to figure out. So the entrepreneurship route means you have to feel a lot to just figure out how this works because there's no blueprint, mm. especially if it's an idea that doesn't already exist in the market. Somebody like Uber created every single step of how Uber operates, whether it's Oh, the time or whether it's uh, HR or if it's customer service, they created so many components. all of these yeah. components, every single aspect. When you're an entrepreneur you're, or CEO, you got to be good at every single aspect, whether it's accounting, HR, uh, customer relations, customer service. Like these are all things that people don't talk about. You got to be good at all. Oh, you got to learn all of this stuff. Literally, some days I'll be like, HR. <laughs> and you got to read a bunch of stuff and now you got to put it into practice, which is that's not for everybody. Some people just want to be like, you know what? Give me a system and I'll run it. Hmm. It's like in network marketing. I was OK with being a business owner because technically in network marketing, you're not an entrepreneur. You're a business owner. There's a system created. All your marketing material is done. You just have to go click and then you send it. That stuff is all created because there's somebody in the back end who's a real entrepreneur that created it for you. You're technically a salesperson. That's the difference between those three categories. And it's not for everybody. Sometimes in business, it sucks because you got to pay somebody to do like, think about it right now. People's mortgages are being paid by somebody bringing food to the table. Think about how much pressure that takes for that person to operate when he has a slow month. But this person's mortgage still has to get paid. This person who got paid their salary doesn't see that their boss probably didn't get paid that month. They didn't see that their boss probably took an L that month because the business is slow. The person who's in customer service or customer relations doesn't care about sales being slow. She just sees that the CEO has to bring food for them to all operate and the engine has to keep going. It's not as pretty and as glamorous as people think it is. This is for a different type of thick skinned person where it's like some days you're just quiet and you have to be in your own thoughts. You could be going through it hard. And even as an entrepreneur, you guys could attest to this. How many times can you really talk to people? How many people could really relate with where you're at? There's probably a handful of people you could talk to. That's facts. Guys, there you have it. Getting the breakdown. You know, I like, like, you know, not saying that this is deter those who wants to get into that avenue, those aspects, but just know on the dark side, because it's always glory. It's always my own free time and my own boss. I travel when I want. I go when I want. The Instagram, the photos, everything is lovely. And then, you know, more um, funny is when they show their numbers and they don't have to talk about <laughs> their profit, the profit margins they don't show. But yeah. hey, I made 100,000 in sales yeah. and it could still be under. But, you know, but just to, just to get somebody here on the other side to kind of show what it is that we often talk about, because I know it's the thing that everybody wants to do now. But, you know, you just got to do homework. It's, it's discipline. It's hard work. Whatever it is, you cannot escape the grind. Yeah. And when it's up to you to decide whether you see uh, the light tomorrow, if your light is on, if your rent is paid, it's a whole different ballgame. It's easy to go to work and punch in and punch out and get paid. But when it's up to you, mm -hmm. it's a whole different ballgame. Oh, yeah. And I think social media has played a, a, a big part into why everybody is is trying to get this type of lifestyle or get into this business. But one thing I was reading the other day is it's so important for you to focus and know who you are mm -hmm. before anything. You know, to actually know, like, because I believe in this world and, you know, call me if I'm wrong, everybody has a talent. Mm -hmm. It may not be in entrepreneurship. It may not be certain, but everybody has a talent. Mm -hmm. And through finding out what your talent is, is finding out what you could do, whether it's a side hustle, you can bring extra food to it. Because there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I encourage everybody, however you can do it. 
it's so important enough to have other incomes. Yeah, like that's a necessity right now. I agree. You know, but before you get into, oh, I want to become this person, you need to know who you truly are. Mm-hmm. How are you in the workspace? How are you with people? You can even, you know this? Sit up. You can even get to the five personality traits. Like, if you're agreeable in your entrepreneurship, like, ugh, like yeah. I'm telling you, you have a tough skin. And also, if you have a creative idea, how are you being an extrovert? Like, you have a great idea, but you can't even go across to somebody in the room and share your idea. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. these all kind of play in a role. You have a great idea, you're sitting on a gold mine. Mm-hmm. And we talk about creativity on the other episode, how it's just a tough thing to spill out because like, yeah. you're coming to the you're coming to the domain with something you nobody ever heard of, mm-hmm. right? And there's so many things that you got to go through. So all of that plays a role into it, right? Knowing yourself, like you just said, my brother Bone is like, all of that plays a role in it. You're the type of guy that wants to be sit back, don't talk much. Get Ebon <laughs> on your team. Ebon don't talk to everybody <laughs> in the room, you know? Ebon is the guy all over the place. But that's what is so important to get to know yourself. This doesn't mean let your dreams and your idea die. But me, know yourself and get the right people around you. Get a mentor. How could you maneuver some of these things to help you get where it is that you want to be or what it is that you want to do? And and just to let everybody know, we are live on YouTube right now. So you can head there. If you're in the YouTube chat, please click the like button as soon as you get in there. I'm going to double check and see how we're doing in that chat. But, Subscribe um, and like as soon as you get on the YouTube page. We really appreciate that. Yes, yeah, so our numbers are growing on YouTube right now. And um, we're going through the analytics and, and stuff, but um, I want to get into the purpose part. First, let me ask you, what motivates you? Wow, that's a, um, Right now, what motivates me is not being in last place. Mm. Like, I feel like as a race, or as a group, we have way too much potential, and I'm tired of Who's saying me? black people. There you go. <laughs> get to the specifics. <laughs> who's we? Some people watch that. Who's we? <laughs> I, I, I feel like it, it's getting to that point where I'm, I'm tired of having that repetitive conversation of us consistently being comfortable in last place. Before I die, I want to see us elevate to another place. Because coming, like living in this country for 20 years, I've seen some other counterparts. I've seen our Indian counterparts come here and in 20 years do so much that they've changed the landscape of certain things. And I asked myself like, wow, if they were able to figure this out in such a short period of time, a lot of these guys came here in the 2000s and they were able to do this. And I've seen some of my friends, their families and seen how they elevated in the 20 years. And what motivates me now is if I can be a spark of something to potentially change the trajectory of where we as a race and as a people are going, to not be last place before we exit this this mm-hmm. this Sorry, realm time. that we're in, then I would know I did what I was supposed to do here. That's what drives me all the time when I see it and I see these young kids and they they think it's not possible or this. It's just I just stay quiet because I'm like this is why we're doing the work mm. because we have to like if we don't get it right this generation. I know it sounds scary and we say this all the time. If we don't get it right this generation. We might as well just go back to the cotton fields right now. Hmm. Let's be deep. We might as well, because trust me, this wealth gap is no joke. It's no joke. We, our counterparts have so much more on paper than we do. It's not even about who's right, who's wrong, what you like, what you don't like. It doesn't matter at the end of the day, because gas prices are going to be gas prices. Whether you believed in COVID or if you didn't believe in COVID, you see the prices? We all have to pay it. Inflation is real. We all have to pay it. So it isn't about us disagreeing about what's the right way. We know certain things as a fact. We know real estate, businesses, and these certain type of tools create wealth. We don't need to sit here and debate what's the best. Mm -hmm. We need to just have a mindset of we need to get in. And we need to control. And we need to do what the other people have already done. The blueprint's been there. That's 100%. And I think, Max, I want to talk about this because when you're saying that, I'm like, it seems like as a generation or even as people, we get so distracted. It's yeah. the distractions that really kill us. Yeah. It's the distractions that take you away from getting to your goals. And like when I think about our parents and what they were able to do, they're clearly laser focused, <laughs> but they didn't have too many distractions. All they know is I'm coming here, I'm getting this opportunity, I'm going to do whatever is best, yeah. build back home. Everyone had different plans, but they weren't distracted. Why has distraction become a thing that people don't even realize it could be their downfall? So I'm going to say 
Like we are addicted to something. When I say drug, you might think of the conventional drugs, marijuana, and whatever it is. But drugs nowadays is not a cell phone. It's not mm-hmm. food. It's not TV. It's not your laptop. It's not all these electronics, right? It's different things that we're addicted to. And the people who created these things, that's all part of it. Like I'm, a lot of people don't know this, but even Doritos did this, where they actually connect people to a, uh, neurotransmitters to actually see the effects of you eating your food, oh. right? Oh. Same thing. We all know about. We all know about wa- watching a screen for too long. The blue light, what it does to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. That's why I encourage people to take the TVs out of your room or lower your, your blue light on your phone. And the, these things are addictive. They release uh, chemicals in our brain that makes us feel good, right? Similar to as if you're doing opioids or any kind of drug, not on the same kind of high, mm-hmm. but it's some type of dopamine, some mm-hmm. types of oxytocin, any of these things, right? So there's so many other addictions that is not conventional that we're aware of that's happening to us, right? And some of these things is keeping us out of the loop. It's stopping us from, uh, like, like he mentioned, closing that wealth gap or being what it is that we need to be, right? Delayed gratification, just the angle to all of this, right? Can you turn this down and work on the things that you need to work on so you can have a better tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? Can you sacrifice today to become a better version of yourself tomorrow, right? It's little, little things and that we're not aware of, right? It's, it's, it's so small. It's actually so small. It could be as small as getting to Starbucks every single morning. You have no discipline in saving. Mm-hmm. You're talking about entrepreneurship, you know, $1,000. When the opportunity presents itself, it missed you. Mm-hmm. Right in the, in the beginning of the pandemic, stocks drop. You always talk about getting into stocks. I'm not here to call y'all. Some people got served, it's gone. Right? It's not your circumstance or situation that determines who you are. Nothing against you personally, right? The homes are gonna keep going up, and you could you could debate, you could protest, you could write all the blocks. How it's unfair? You could go, guys. I'm telling you, I'm telling you this. I'm telling you, you see these people that you're protesting to are hoping for a change, those are the same people that are owners of this. They're not going to change it. <laughs> it's it's up to you. Nobody's going to tell you guys this. They're not going to change it. It's up to you guys. It's up to you guys. It's not done through protests, right? It's done through change within self. Yes, it's unfair, but it's happening. Yeah. Home prices are going up because people are buying. It's happening, right? Don't The whole thing about the media, I'm going to tell you guys a little inside scoop. The whole thing about the media saying parents are gifting their children's money. That's not true. That is not true. The truth behind it is people are writing gift receipts because the income needs to put on paper. And this is going to get replayed a lot. (laughs) But I'm telling you, that's not true. The income that's getting put on paper is being gifted from other family members. People are doing group economics. Like you mentioned, the Indian counterparts, right? We're too prideful, right? We we want instant gratification, which just comes from either self-hate or from the lack of need to prove ourselves. These things all play a role, guys. It's time to wake up, right? It changes within us. I love that. It changes within us. And it starts with these conversations. Another thing I want to talk about, as we're talking about this, because you'll see some memes sometimes where, you know, to the ladies, we got a lot of ladies in here, where it's like they order a package and they're just waiting at the window, waiting for their stuff to come. As soon as they order, they sometimes they don't even realize how much they do order. People sometimes laugh at what actually taking them away from their goal like they find it funny yeah and they don't like no they, they actually find it funny like you could be talking about like oh uh like he talked about starbucks like people just spend the money and don't even know where it's coming from then at the end of the month where did my money go where did my paycheck go and they find it funny and as a society and as a group i'm looking like yo this is not funny at all like uh, uh this is not funny but, not- but but think about that for a minute how many times have you gone somewhere and people said broke jokes it's funny for so long I remember even when we were younger people would be like oh like Charlie I'm so broke like I can't even and, it, and people would laugh but it always made me feel uncomfortable just hearing that like why are you saying watch your words right why are you saying, why, are you, why are you okay with this watch like it's to me it's like it's just as embarrassing to say it than it is to actually be it Part of time is a serious and this one comes to reading books and mentorship sure. audio books the edu- like you know what's so crazy the other day, when I first got to stocks, like, shout out to Wavy, the Apple's on sale right now. It just dropped to, like, one. You guys heard that stocks, Apple's on sale. It's on sale. Wait, 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 wait. It's on sale right hey, now. you just heard it. And I was doing my research. Bro, Apple in 2012 went up to 712 bucks. Yeah. And right now, Apple's about to go crazy. They did the 4-1 split, I believe, a year and a half ago during the pandemic. And I'm looking on Google, and I'm like, yo, all this stuff has been here on the internet. Fun time. Like, what, 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 what was I doing? And, but it takes you to get 
out of like certain friend groups or certain sometimes you gotta be dolo sometimes yeah, you gotta yeah. get like you gotta find yourself yeah. it's so important to find yourself and that's the key and, and, and guys I just want the audience and anybody listening we're just not here guys speaking like we're better than anybody because we've been there some of these things that we talk about we've been victim of this right I'm not hey, if you guys knew me hey, jewelry I bought it all like you know what I mean? <laughs> one of the fancy things and all these things but then I had to learn that some of these things to get done like investing in assets and then letting your assets buy liabilities right mm-hmm. I had two cars at the time I drove a dog charger in a year when I shouldn't have like I had no money in my bank account but I had a dog charger I look good though I look good I look good in the car guys and that car was killing me that car was killing me guys but you know what I mean? That's the, that's the thing that we you know that we all suffer within ourselves. That trying to please people, you know, buy these things that I think was a uh, words from Will Smith. We buy things that we don't need to impress, impress, impress people. people that we don't even know or care about. It's true. And until we get out of that mindset, right? Until I had to get myself like you talk about reading these books and taking responsibility for my life and getting out of that mindset. It's what encouraged me to get into real estate, like you talked about. It could be real estate, it could be crypto, it could be any kind of thing that you see yourself doing that you know you're passionate about. And it wasn't until then, through that, I've been managed to get three properties and you know, and then when it comes to the to the point, some of these things that you desire for you want. When you get to that point, you realize no, mm-hmm. it doesn't make you who you are at the moment. That's what we talk about crab, crab in the bucket mentality, like wanting to stand out because we all have less and lack of self love and things like that. You feel like I gotta have the charge to stand out, right? But now you don't even want to stand out. You're just trying to live, um, live, uh, live a positive life and give something to your family to have something worthy. That's true. Now I wanna, I know time kind of got us slow because the conversation was deep. But I want to get into our affirmation today. So at 11.11, we say affirmation. Our YouTube's going crazy right now. So everybody head there right now. Uh, the chat is go is amazing right now. I see Max is dropping facts. They're loving what you're saying. Everyone head to our YouTube right now. Go subscribe. We have new followers coming on the IG Live as well, too. But I want to say our affirmation of the day. And then when I say it, uh, we'll ask you to break it down from what you hear. So we're going to start it off right now. I am the architect of my life. I am a magnet for success. I am grateful for all of my successes. I'm so lucky that the universe has my back. I am in love with who I am. So I'm gonna repeat that again. I am the architect of my life. I am a magnet for success. I am grateful for all of my successes. I'm so lucky that the universe has my back. I am in love with who I am. Break that down for me when you hear that. Oh man, I think that's even biblical. Like even, even when you look at the Bible, it says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So that's There's two things that I hear in that I hear that first And I hear accountability Understanding that everything is your fault The reason why you say everything is your fault Is that you can stay in a state Where you know that you're in control The moment you are You actually believe That you are in control of everything Good or bad that happens to you Your mind starts to change The moment you even think of something bad Switch that and you have to start thinking positive right away and to know that whatever I want is actually yours. When you believe that, everything, the architect of my life, anything that I want is actually mine. Whew. The problem is most people don't believe it. It's one thing to say it. It's another. I You can always tell when somebody believes something because you see it in their life. You're like, oh, yeah, you, you talking that millionaire talk, you talking that big. You believe it. Because you're making moves that are even unconventional for where you are just to get there, just to meet the right people. They say, what, like, fake it till you make it? I think there's a way to flip that. Sometimes you have to trick yourself to believing that you are that person. So when you're having a conversation with a billionaire and you're comfortable, there's a reason why. Because you believe you're there. Placebo effect, and these yeah. are scientifically proven. Actually, you just mentioned placebo effect. You got you talk yourself. Most of these medicine, it's gonna mm-hmm. be legal works. That's why it works. You got to believe in yourself, you know. And, and they talked about it, is that they said if you were if you were if you woke up right now, you remember nothing, mm-hmm. and they told you you used to be a doctor. How would you conduct yourself, right? And you truly, genuinely believe the things that you say. And accountability is everything, right? Nobody's gonna come save you. I stress that's so important. And yes, people are part of it. And yes, it's so and so fault. That they did this to you and well. But the step to getting out of it, to getting where you are, is saying, yes, but I allow them to do that to me. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a big one. It's taking responsibility. So-and-so hurt you and so-and-so lied to you, but you allow it to happen. Don't be a victim. Mm-hmm. Right? Because most of these people, these people, they might be bad people, and they're and their job in this world 
is to go around and hurt and lie to people. So they've done their job, right? But you cannot allow them to affect exactly who you are. Don't be a victim of your your, your whole life. Don't be a victim of your own life. I love it. I see I see everybody in the chats agreeing with it. And I want everyone to type it in the comments. I am the architect of my life. That's the, the logo, for the, the slogan for today. I am the architect of my did, life. Did you guys ever hear that story about the guy with the, the SAT? No. The, so there was there was this guy who um, was a class clown. He was failing in school. He was terrible. He wasn't he wasn't doing anything. And then the SATs came, and at that point in time, he took the test and they gave him a crazy score. When he got that score, everything changed for him. He started going to class. He started going to school. <laughs> he stopped hanging out with all of the people that he was. He ended up going to college. He ended up being a very successful business person. It comes back 10 years later that the the SAT score that he got that year, there was 12 people that got the wrong score. Mm. And he was one of the people that got the wrong score. To come to find out that he actually did terribly. But it was so funny because... Because he saw that score and he believed that he was actually smart, he started acting like it. And because he started acting like it, it changed his life. That wrong score was the best thing that could have ever happened to him. Because if he had gotten his true score, he would have actually became a bum. And not, and not only that, because I just thought of something that I was aware of that story. And even uh, to further add on to that, even what people expect you to be. So similar to what he said, it was actually a study that was done. Uh, I don't know the exact numbers, but they had told the teachers in the classroom that there's five students. These five students score high on these tests and they're highly gifted. Mm -hmm. The teachers started treating them differently. And ironically, those kids became the standard. Those kids started believing in themselves more. So when we talk about thinking, getting around the right people, they need to believe it. Once you have that mindset, people gravitate towards you. Not only does your life change, people around you change. Mm. Right? We all know when things go right for you, how your family treats you. Yep. Hey. Coming from an African household or anything, <laughs> any black descent family, anything, I'm pretty sure it affects in all kind of other ways, but it's just exactly how people treat you so not only how you treat yourself how you look at yourself but how other people treat you and things just start to go everything is like everything is just made for you so it's so important what you think of yourself how you act yourself accordingly so seeing things that I'm broke what do you think you're gonna have yeah. oh I can't save you know uh Life is for the living, you know. You only live one. Start saying all these things to justify exactly what you're doing, and that's how people will treat you. The opportunity comes. Oh, last time they heard you say you say you're broke, and nothing ever goes wrong. And anytime you come across any kind of opportunity, you mess it up. People don't want to be around people like you. So how you think about yourself controls exactly who you are. So you are the architect of your own life. And I, I, I want to apologize. Every usually at the beginning, I tell everyone make sure you have your note pad, your note to take your notes but it's okay this is going to be available on all streaming platforms YouTube you might have to go back and rewatch this this one's a serious one a lot of gems are coming out of this one and there may be somebody at home right now who you feel like you know what we're saying is, is speaking directly to you and you know there's some things make that change today don't wait till tomorrow make that change today get yourself up you might be out of bed even get out of bed get out of, if you're in bed right now or if you're at, like, you're at work maybe at work listen to shout out to you but Make that change today and figure out what you're going to do. Because until you tell yourself or, or make the decision that, yo, you know what? I'm going to change. I'm going to switch this up. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen. And everything takes time. Because it's not going to just happen overnight. It's true. It's true. Simon Sinek says, says it the best. He says, you can go to the gym the first day. You can do the craziest workout. But you're not going to see the results right away. Same way with um, you telling your wife you love her. There's a gradual effect of consistency that plays into something actually changing. So it is a long-term, like what you said in the beginning, that you need to have that discipline and you need to think long-term for anything to really happen. But the millimeters goes a long way. Like if you put aside $5 every single day, you'll realize how much that is at the end of the year. It's not a lot. It's really just millimeters. And I heard this from one of my mentors one time. He said the difference between the best surgeon in the world and the rest is they know where to cut millimeters away. It's literally millimeters that makes that big difference. And the way they get as a plastic surgeon to get paid that gap 
whether it's a few million like Kim Kardashian and all those their surgeon versus the regular surgeon in Colombia, the difference is just millimeters of where to go. That's crazy. Hmm. How big of a difference that is for something that's so small. The interest. That's the interest. You play sports, you hear it all the time. In football, yeah. guys, the interest, that's all you need. A little, it's like win that yard. Mm-hmm. It was the little things that you got to do. It's small, because we all know what to do. Mm-hmm. What are you willing to do is a little, little discipline that you got to <gasps> take it into your role. It's true. And, and as a society, I feel like we're so afraid to ask questions. We know we need the answers. Some people are not going to go on Google and search. Mm-hmm. Some people are better off listening to people. And I want us as a society to be more vulnerable. Like, feel free to ask questions. Like, you're either going to hear a yes or no. An answer might change your life. You never know. You can't be sitting there wanting better for you, but you're not looking to search for the information. And even if you search one way, you Google it, it didn't work. Try another solution. Mm-hmm. Being vulnerable is not weakness. Showing people that you lack something, this is where you want to do, is actually strength. That yeah. a lot of people, that we talk about humility, that okay, it's okay to admit to somebody, things are bad and this is what I do, I need help, right? But you gotta be willing to help yourself, right? So that's the most thing. Mm-hmm. But even that's the first step, that you, you're willing to get the right resources to help you come out of that slump, to get you to where it is that you want to be. And and just like, just being in that dark place is so cruel, like it's, it's it's, it's like a deep calling. We focus so much on that. Like, we think that that's, this is it. This is where we deserve to be and nothing ever goes right. Mm-hmm. But have the humility, you know, be humble and say, I messed up, I can't get nothing right, and I need help, right? Being vulnerable is not weakness, mm-hmm. right? Lying to yourself that things are going to get better, that's weakness, right? Not becoming a better version of yourself, that's weakness. Each day that you don't confront what it is that you need to do, you become a weaker person because you're not equipped to deal with the problems yesterday. And guess what? Tomorrow we're bringing in new problems. Mm-hmm. If you were broke last year, two years ago, prices didn't go down. <laughs> you're going in the negatives, guys, but you got to quit yourself and do these moments so that you can handle tomorrow, right? Tomorrow is for those people who prepare for, who prepare for it, mm-hmm. right? It's not going to get easier. It's, don't let anybody tell you. I'm sorry, the election is coming up. They talk, I'm a real estate guy, so I'm going to bring it up. They talk about the home prices, right? It's not going to go to, it's not going to go 50% down. They're not going to have 50% fire sale. I'm, I'm telling you guys, like, honestly, like, you know what I mean? You got to equip so, yourself. There's a lot of people that believe it's going to do that. You got to equip yourself, right? It's, it might stop, it might get slightly better, but it's not going to become so easy where it's just easy for you to not want to be so weak that you want things given to you. Right? You gotta work hard. You gotta work for something. Anything meaningful in life that you own or have, you gotta realize it's something that you actually work for. You actually sacrifice something. Right? Sure. Nobody goes lines up for three <laughs> things and is, and is glad about it. Because what do people do? I could have got that. What the hell is that? Like, you know what I mean? True. The things that have resale value is limited amount. Yep. That's what the value is about. So that's what you gotta work for. Anything that you could have that's easy, right? You, don't, you do not want that. And if it was easy, do it. Why ain't you done it yet? Like, you know what I mean? True. Talking about that, I want to just, you know, let everyone know we have a giveaway that's going to be happening. We got a laptop. We're going to um, post the instructions. Like you just said, if it's easy, you do it. We're going to put the instructions. Somebody's going to win this brand new Google Chrome uh, book. And it's for our two-year anniversary. I know this can help somebody in a major way. Major, major way. Big, big way. I, I wish those ways that I got to buy my laptops. We talk about research. We talk about entrepreneurship. It could start from here. You may, you may be sitting there saying, I need a $500 to get a laptop to get this thing. Making all the excuses, you know? Use all your money on Starbucks. We got you. <laughs> we got you. You have a chance to get the laptop, so no excuses about getting that laptop and doing the things that you know that you need to do. And uh, I know we've been kind of talking, but let's get into uh, the, the most important thing, that million-dollar lease. On a twelve thousand square foot facility, and that's huge. From somebody who lost it all to creating some, talk about exactly what you do and why that space and how you got it. So even even for us right now, we're we're in the financial tech. Um, just to give you some some background, uh, we were in business lending for quite some time. We we're doing some some deals in the finance space, stuff like that. Um, I seen something happening in two thousand eighteen that I wanted to fix. And a lot of businesses did not have a lot of data. So I already knew based on the financial projections of stuff that there was a recession happening. So at that time when I was talking to clients, I'm like, hey, you know, you guys should probably maybe invest in a software or maybe something to 
build a community with with your customers as opposed to just making money off the flow and the traffic of things. Because if this went away, you don't have no real contact with those customers. So I was just stressing, get data, get data, get data. In that time, me and one of my business partners came together and we're like, you know what? Let's create something that we can offer to these businesses to help them collect data and help them get better customer retention. So we looked at the scale and we're like, what can we essentially do? Then we looked at companies like Loblaws and all of these bigger enterprises. Research. And we said, what have they been doing? Loyalty points programs. They've been doing this for God knows how long. Loyalty points programs and couponing is probably one of the biggest ways to keep retention. Telling people, hey, I'm going to support you if you support me, is the greatest message any business can get. This is why No Frills, for instance, in the early 2000s had so much coupon programs. And our parents love this stuff. <laughs> so, you know, you know, oh, just want to shout out. So those people with businesses, you have Whitney also talk about the the loyalty mm-hmm. points. Like you need that, guys. Yeah. This is, like this is free gems. This is not just us motivating you. A great idea comes to mind. Even if you're working on starting your business, it's something that you want to note down. The big businesses are doing it. Handle your business like you're a big business. I don't care if you have three customers. You still have a loyalty program for Ooh, them, that's right? Like- Treat yourself like a Fortune 500. Facts. Eventually, that's, we talked about thinking is believing. Eventually, you get there. Sorry to cut you out, but I know people just listen. All oh, the gems, you don't have your notepad, so I gotta remind you. <laughs> so, so that was that was essentially what it was at that time. We were looking and we said, okay, this is what we need to create. So we looked for obviously the niche that mattered the most to us was the smaller businesses. We said, okay, why is it that small businesses don't have these programs? Then we realized, like through our process, how expensive building software is somebody like Loblaws that's owned by the Westons it's easy for them to throw hundreds of thousands close to a million into a loyalty points program just so they can keep retention a smaller business doesn't have a quarter million to go throw into a loyalty points program just so they can track their customers to them it doesn't really make sense so we said okay let's create the software and let's sublease the software to other businesses let them pay a small fraction of the fee and let them have the same software that they can now give to their their customers to track that retention and build something for them as well. So that's what we ended up creating. It's been about a year and a half in terms of development currently right now. So that's that's been it. Um, in terms of the, the building, now we were, us in our group, we have a bunch of businesses in our group. We've been looking for a space for almost like two years now. And it's been a road because we we needed something that fit every criteria of all of the people in the group. So all of their businesses, we needed a building to take care of their businesses as well. And this is you doing this based off the data that you've done your research for? Yeah, so we were gonna get a building for our business. Okay. For So that's the first thing. That is the new oil, guys. Oh yeah, oh yeah, data is definitely it. And even going into Web3, one thing that I could say, and I could say it here now, is eventually every small business is gonna have a loyalty program. It's gonna be very similar to how like now when you ask a business, do you have a website? And they say no, you look at them like they're crazy. Mm-hmm. Eventually, there's even gonna be businesses that are gonna accept multiple um loyalty programs because the same way they would accept different methods of payment whether it be um, um, Visa MasterCard American Express uh, debit soon it's going to be like that for loyalty programs but back to the point um, so we were looking for a space that that kind of fit everything my I was I was going crazy on my real estate guys I was just like yo bro like find me something like, hey, the market's crazy I'm like bro the market can't be that crazy so I was like and shout out to my boy Jordan Clark because he was hearing it from us all the time we're like bro let's find something here man he he works hard too so I respect that guy he's one of my best friends so we we went online looked at a few things and I seen there was a place that was for sale and was sitting on the market for like 160 something days. And it went on sale, and it went on lease, and then it went back on sale, and then it went back on lease. Motivated so, selling, you know. That's what it sounds like, right? So in that in that point in time, I was like, "Hey, what's like, what's going on over here?" So I'm like, "Let me just go drive over there and see what's up." So I go over Seeing there. Seeing is believing. I pull up. I'm like creeping. I'm looking at the windows. I'm looking at the space. I'm observing everything. And then some guy with overalls coming. He's like, "Hey, bud, can I help you?" And I was just like, "Yeah, I actually want to see the space." Um, I'm just looking for a space for my business that's gonna 
help me and my team grow. And then this guy's like, oh, perfect. You want to come inside? I'm like, oh, like, are you the owner? He's like, yes. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. Sometimes you got to just go. Bring me inside. So I had a conversation with this guy. We probably talked for maybe like an hour and a half. He let me know what his plan was because I just asked him, like, what's going on? Like, why are you selling? Why are you leasing? Thing. He was just like, okay, I got five years and then I retired. I own the business that's across the street. So I own all of this, this land. I just sold, sold this business to TransCanada, which TransCanada is like a $60 billion company, one of the biggest transport truck companies, yep. truck, trucking companies. You see their logo, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're huge. So he just he just got a bag for yeah, that. Yeah. So now this building is his cash flow. But in his mind, he's like, yo, I'm just trying to lease this for the next five years because I'm going to retire in the next five years anyway. So I'm like, okay, so are you open to at least a home? He's like, of course I am. If you if you're ready to go right now, I'll just sell it to you. I was just like, well, <laughs> we're not ready to go right now. <laughs> but if you want to do that, let's put something on paper and let's let's work something out. So we 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 created a structure that would make sense for us to be able to purchase either in the three years or the five years. So we were able to do that. Obviously, like when you're doing commercial leases, everything has to be on point on paper. Whether it's your 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 balance sheets, your notice of assessments, your six month bank statements, like we gave them all of that. We were kind of nervous because we didn't know what type of guys these were. They looked at the paperwork, they looked at the credit and everything, and they're like, "Okay, you're good to go." I was like, "Oh, we're we got this." And it's funny because I was about to leave for a mastermind in Florida before we closed. So literally the day I got the key, the next two hours I was already on a flight because I had to go. So I left my whole team to figure it out for, for like a week and then I came back after and we, we started doing the rentals and now we're like slowly getting certain, there's still certain things that we need to do in the building, but we're getting things going. Right now we've, we've renovated the back where we do our events, like our pop-up shops where we're supporting small businesses because obviously we're in the space of supporting small How many businesses. have you done so far? Uh, pop-ups, our first one was in December. So we've done at least like four, four. Four now. And just in case, if you're a small business owner, make sure you tap into this page. They post a flyer on their page where they open it up to all small businesses. We're going to be at the next one, though. We're going to have a table, set it up to YouTube subscribers. We've been supposed to go, but we're going to do it. Yeah. So if you're a small business owner looking to expand and grow, this is one of the places you want to be. Well, this, this and, and by the way, this pop-up is going to be crazy because we have free food from one to three. We got uh, one of our small business vendors that's on the platform, um, Blackstone. They have like a food truck. He's going to be doing tacos. Oh, I see, I see you guys yeah, went to Blackstone this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, making the black yeah, so, so, so he's going to be doing this thing, making the tacos. He's, he's, a, he's a really good good guy like so we have a question in the chat i know we always open for people to ask questions that is coming from uh instagram it says is that a commercial property rent to own model yeah there it is any other questions guys i know we kind of went a little bit over we're about to wrap things up getting deep conversation today's conversation is a bit about accountability being responsible shout out our boy joining us talking about you know what it is what it takes for us to get from having a success going to failure and how to acquire a million dollar lease, you know, square foot facility to now offering it to small business owners. But any questions in regards to the topic, anything that we talked about, I highly encourage all you guys to go back and watch this episode because just the focus on entrepreneurship, the focus on accountability, right? Mm-hmm. It's so important that nobody's going to come save you guys. Nope. Like, this podcast is to motivate, but we're not going to come save you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being for real. Like, you know, people, you know, people sell people's dreams and this, that could do this for you. You got to take the accountability for yourself. You know, do the things that you know that you need to do. So any last questions, any last thoughts from our brother here? I want to ask you one question and then like two questions. So first one, what was the hardest part of the process of acquiring the space? The heart, the hardest part of the process is when you're dealing with uh, commercial, there's a lot of people you have to deal with. So we had to deal with their accountant, we had to deal with their lawyer, and we have to deal with their real estate agent. And their real estate agent was sloppy, bro. <laughs> like, no offense, like our real estate guy was on point, our lawyers were on point, everything was super on point. So we would get we would get the documents from them, we would look at the contract, be like, okay, this doesn't work. We send it back so quick. Like, it would be like a day. And for them, it would be like two days. And I'll be like, dude, like, I have to leave the country. Let's make this thing happen. So sometimes with, with them, it's the it's lengthy. So that's what's annoying and what's tough about it. It's lengthy and there's a lot of 
red tape. You got to just read a lot of things. So that was kind of challenging. And my next question to you, um, okay, we got some questions coming to, let me just mix it up right now. A lot of people are here. Today's conversation, amazing. I appreciate the information. This is what this platform's about. Okay, this question right here comes from Andrew. What are some characteristics you've developed as a person through your journey? Um, resiliency and patience. Like I used to be very like, now I, I can't, I don't get mad over people's actions. Mm. Like I used to, to hold it as like, oh, like a crutch almost. If somebody did something to me, it would be like, oh. Now it's like, you're, you're disappointed, but you still love them and you keep on moving. It's like the more success you see in life, the more understanding you actually yeah, become. Like I've looked at myself now and I'm like, wow, I'm I'm at a point where I'm very understanding to the point that things don't even hurt me anymore because I'm operating out of so much abundance and love that if 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 somebody even wants to use me as as a step up, I am open for it. <laughs> I, I'm a vessel, man. I'm a tool. Like God God has brought me here to be a vessel and a tool. Not, I don't own anything. You know what I mean? So I'm not gonna hold those things as they're mine. They're his. Nope, I hope that, that answers. And the last one before we go, if you could tell your younger self some piece of advice, what would it be? Young Kofi Jr. or Fori? Get rid of that shirt. See, you got to give me some humor sometimes. There's a truth to everything. If there was something that I could tell my younger self is... Just keep going. Like I think what it, what it was at that time is I was just so scared of things that I was just I would just advise myself to just have more courage. Just try it. Keep going. If you fail, it is what it is. Now when I fail on something, we just laugh about it in like a few months. Oh, yo, you remember that thing we did? <laughs> It is what it is. You know, we lost bad money, but hey, it's what it is. You learn from it. No yeah. losses, just lessons. 100%. We got a question right here. I think we'll we'll wrap this one as the last question, Max, before we get out of here. Shaq Hall, my guy, how important is it to have the right team of accountants, lawyers, business credit, etc., prep for the right opportunity? Holy. Good question, bro. That's a, question. That's a real professional question. That's Shaq right there. Honestly, that is, what Shaq just said, that is probably the hardest part. That is by far the hardest part, to find the right lawyers, mm -hmm. to find the right accountants. Mm -hmm. Accountants are like, if you can find the right accountant, bro, just never leave them. Don't. My accountant's been my accountant since ACN times when I almost got audited and everything. Mm -hmm. He's been there through thick and thin. I like 100%. But that is a process that I can't even, it's tough. It's tough. It's very, very tough. With, with lawyers, we got lucky because one, Jordan, my boy, the real estate guy, his mom is a lawyer. Mm -hmm. And I've known this lady my whole life. You know, so. Family discount. You know, so it's, I've, I've been blessed to be able to find the right people. And honestly, sometimes I feel like it's really a divine power that's just helping me navigate in, in these situations because the right lawyer and the right accountant was there based on people that I've already trust. So sometimes when it comes to looking for an accountant or looking for a lawyer, go to people that you respect, that you know are professional, find out who they use mm -hmm. and pay their price, bro. Pay their price. Pay their price. Because a good accountant will save you so much. A good lawyer will save you so much headache. Mm -hmm. Just pay the price. Find it through somebody you trust. And pay the price. And, and just to add to that, uh, make sure it's your team. Right? Yeah. The reason why I say that, you pick the lawyer. You pick the accountant. I do that same thing in the real estate. Don't let the lawyer tell you I have an accountant for you. Like, yeah. <laughs> if you want to have that team as I'm talking about, you know, self-interest. You know, I'm not... Everybody has bias. Everybody has friends that could do this. But you know, you know, it's about you. So that's all I gotta add to that. And uh, the last one, I know we said the last the last question, but that's our fault. We should drop the question box from time. But questions, questions are always a good thing. How do we find angel investors? Oh, who asked that question? That that's um, 
Honestly, angel angel investors is there's actually a website, but I think it's only for American. I'm not sure about the the Canada space, but uh, yeah. The first the first thing I would ask is why do you need an angel investor? That that's that's my that's my first question because an angel investor is going to come in and they're going to expect something. Yeah. It depends where you're at in your business whether it makes sense to get an angel investor. Let me give you an example. Let's just say I have um um a manufacturing food company and let's just say I have contracts with Whole Foods, No Frills and Walmart. And I cannot fulfill these contracts because maybe I don't have enough money. Mm-hmm. Then in that point in time, you have enough leverage to negotiate with an angel investor. Mm-hmm. If you're coming in with something and you are not all the way sure, or maybe you need this person's money to actually get to that next step, I wouldn't advise that because the angel investor is going to take a lot from you. I agree. I would, I would suggest that you go another route. And I think us as a community need to start playing this game a little bit more where friends and family rounds become normal to us. 100%. We need to get to that point where it's like we could self-fund a few of our things. Go to your uncle, go to your aunt, be like, hey, you know what? This is the plan. This is what I want to take the company and let's work it out. And let's try that first before we go into the angel investment round where people we don't know that don't owe us nothing. They should have jumped to the first angel investor. I say that I personally need an angel investor because more time too, if you haven't invested, you haven't got people to buy it, I probably wouldn't buy it as an angel investor. 100%. You know, so like you just said, there's a couple of rounds that you actually want to get into before uh, looking for an angel investor. Dope, dope, dope. And we always ask, uh, right, he said, thanks, bro. Please let them know where they can find you, social media. Let them also know what you offer at the Alpha Pack headquarters. I think that's so important for them to know. Yeah. And there's things coming as well, too. Yeah. So, um, handles on Instagram, JR underscore Alpha Pack. Um, on Facebook, Junior Ofori. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as well, Junior Ofori. Um, in terms of the, the space currently right now, if you are a business and you, you need some support, we could definitely help you out, get you involved in the pop-up, help you get some more customers, probably even get you on the, the Alpha Coin platform because we got a lot of things going on. And also, in the summertime, we're actually working on a huge event. This event's going to be called We Invest. And the purpose of this, this event is to really talk about the future of finance and tech. A lot of things are changing and they're changing very fast. We're seeing the crypto wave, we're seeing DeFi, we're seeing Web3, we're seeing all of these newer concepts and newer models. How are they going to, and NFTs and all of this stuff, how are they going to intertwine with the way we do business today? I feel like a lot of those things are going to intertwine with the way we do business. And I think people need to learn these concepts so they can integrate a lot of these things into the into their businesses. So that's the angle and that's what we essentially want to teach. We're going to talk about collectibles and stuff like that as well at this event. But this event is really going to teach you the future of finance. So stay tuned for those tickets because the moment those come out, they're going to be gone. Motivation Monday is going to be there, guys. Motivation Monday is going to be there. It's the way for the future, guys. Don't let nothing miss you. 100%. And I think that wraps up today's episode. This episode maybe went a little bit over time, but it was worth the wait. These are gems, man. You can't complain. It flew just smooth. So, you know, there we have it. This could have easily been like two hours. No no cap. MC Ebo, the voice of the culture. This is Junior Ofori uh, from AlphaCoin. Max, Max, the speaker, like always. And this is Motivation Mondays, making the uncle cool worries. I think it's you versus you. Stay tuned. We're going to drop the information about our giveaway. It's going to be um, very in detail. So as long as you follow the instructions and do what you got to do, then you'll be good to go and you'll enter your chance to win this Google Chrome book. But that wraps up episode 27. Thank you to everybody who's listening. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot. I forgot to also mention some. We have we have an event space that's 40, 4,500 square feet in the pack. If somebody's looking for space to rent for an event, that's important. Party, I know. Yeah, I should have so put that there. So we definitely have a big space that we can facilitate. But I see a lot of people coming in. Listen, this episode is a wrap, but it's going to be available on YouTube on all streaming platforms. Um, people loving on Apple Podcasts. My Spotify users, let's turn it up as well too. Sure. We're data. That is new. We're checking to see what's good. <laughs> but that wraps it up. Wavy Digital Media in the back, making sure everything's smooth. My guy Sparks just came through too. See multimedia. But that wraps it up, and we're out. Peace and love.